So this is welcome to Burnbill Made. I'm Patrick, and this is my cousin Jeremy. How we doing? Whoops. <laughs> we were going for no editing on this episode, Patrick, and you keep running your elbows into things. <laughs> uh, it's not helping the cause. Should we start over? No. Are we starting over? No, we're good. No, we're good. Okay. We're uh, we're golden. So I'd like to start this episode out and just recap the things that we've learned recently from my dad about stairs because I think that stairs are an underappreciated item in a house. There's a lot of work that goes into a set of a, a good, let me rephrase this, a good set of stairs. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like people don't understand that. So let me just back right up here and ask, uh, what does go into a set of stairs physically? Um, what makes up a, a set of stairs? Okay, so you've got your stringers. Okay, which those are the, are the long parts. Yep, the long boards that go from the second floor to the first floor um, on the sides. And then you have your stair treads, perhaps the most important part. The treads are the pieces upon which you tread. Upon which you walk, yep. Um, and then you got your risers, if you have risers. Okay, so these are, uh, you cannot see through the stairs when you're going up them. If you have risers if you have in risers. place. Yep, and I think typically the treads are, treads and risers are dadoed. I don't know, I don't know the proper term for routing in a spot for a piece of wood to go. Well, so the dado is a type of, of saw blade, right? A dado blade, yeah. That cuts a channel. Can you call the channel a dado? I don't know. I don't know, and I struggle with this every time I talk about it. We got a phone call coming in, folks. Maybe this is somebody that wants to uh, join in on the podcast. Maybe, maybe. This is the uh, Burn Built Made podcast. Um, this is our first call-in. <laughs> what, what can we help you with today? Uh, we also have had trouble with the Wi-Fi, and we do not have a solution. We're going to suggest a reboot of the um, of the transmitter system. The Wi-Fi transmitter system. Also known as a router. Oh, babe, can you just do that for me, please? Yes, yes, we can do that. Jeremy, a.k.a. Babe, is going to go take care of this problem right now. All right, so we, huh? we need to pause the podcast. I, I was hoping for a better call-in than this, but <laughs> we're stuck with what we've got. Um, so that caller had an issue... Uh, Wi-Fi wasn't working, and uh, this has since been resolved. Mm-hmm. Very good. You see, you call into the Bird Built Made podcast. We solve all problems. All problems. All of them. Yep. Uh, that was our first caller ever. Actually, we need to get some more of those. However, where's our call screener? Because we we, yeah. we need some more pithy calls than that. We need a call screener. We need a producer also. Yeah, a producer would be great. Uh, so to jump on, this. jump on over to Patreon. Hey. And and support burn built on patreon right some of that money goes right to a producer for podcasts probably not actually it's probably going to go straight to um lumber acquisition right a lot of pine and uh maybe some abrasives <clears throat> mm-hmm. can always use more abrasives timber locks and what i can use right now is a seltzer a nice generic seltzer that's usually how we start off the burn built made podcast but we're a little ways into it right, now so Anyway. So, uh, back to stairs. The stringers on the sides yep. of a stair. The tread on the top. Mm-hmm. And the, on the back of each tread... Is the riser. Is the riser, if there are risers. And there's just, um, to Let's me, I didn't realize all the steps. You know, you have to figure out your rise and <laughs> run. The steps. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even try and be punny there. Man. You got to figure out your rise and run. 
Does the rise and run have to be according to code? I think that there is a certain maximum rise and minimum run for code. I don't know what that number is. Right. That makes but sense. It's something so uncomfortable that you wouldn't ever want to have a set of stairs that's that way. My blood uncle's wife, my Aunt Jean, used to have this house in um, southern Vermont. It was an old farmhouse, and it had two staircases, and each staircase was wonky. And one of them was wonky because the entire staircase somehow was at an angle sideways. Ugh. So as you're climbing, well, Ugh. there was probably quarter inch difference from one side to the other. Wow. Which made a really exciting ascent yeah. of that staircase. I can imagine. And, and descent, I, I yeah. And the other one, the back of your foot would stick off most of the steps. And Wow. But I think they were just trying to squeeze in a staircase into a space that was not predetermined yeah. for one. If you don't plan... Well, it depends, of course, on how high you have to go, you know. But if you don't plan for the length, if you will, if you have a 9 or, in my case, we had 10 foot, like 10 foot 2 or 10 foot 4 that you have to go up it comes out into the room a long ways to make the to make it comfortable to climb right right and you definitely when you're designing a house you got to plan for that because that's a large uh square foot well one might surmise that the larger the house the grander the staircase could be yeah that makes sense you get these like if you're picturing a, a mansion or something like that they would have like a big curvy sweeping staircase right i need to talk into the mic a little more don't i <clears throat> You are a little quiet here, and you are, you are the Patrick at Burnbill. So no, it's okay. We are of equal stature here. <clears throat> here in Burnbill Industries, everyone is valuable. Excellent. We all get participation awards. Oh God! Oh God! <clears throat> um, Let's not get political here. So in this house, also, uh, the staircases were pretty wonky. But also, there was a brick bread oven off to the side of the fireplace. So you build your big fire to keep the room warm. But what? then you toss your dough into this brick oven, which I could have climbed into as a child. It was that big. It was probably the size of maybe two large suitcases. Wow, like, that's cool. It was pretty sweet. Did um, you ever see this thing in use? No, no, not. <sighs> I don't think they used it while I was around. This is something that has made me wonder forever. Like, oh, you know, we've got this beautiful fireplace in the living room, but... Oh, but we don't ever, you know, we don't ever build a fire in there. You know, nobody wants to build a fire in there. Correction. Uh, uh, I did see them use the fireplace. Oh, I never okay. saw them use the bread, the, the oven on off the side of the fireplace. Okay, right? but th there's a lot of people that are that way. Mm -hmm. You know, oh well, you know, you know, never want to start a fire in there. Like, right. why? Someone built this fireplace for a freaking reason. The only reason I can think of is that it would be structurally unsound somehow, have a crack and have smoke leak through the house. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Use the thing. Use I mean, the fireplace. It's, just, right, it's amazing to me, though. It's 2020 here, and we have my parents have two propane-fed fireplaces. Both of them buttons start, and yet, here we are. It is the future, and both of them still have issues. So I can only <laughs> imagine what kind of issues that old fireplaces would also sometimes have. True. Yeah, related to the chimney, really only because right. you can always, paper and kindling always work pretty much. Back to stairs. Back to stairs. So you're uh, building stairs for your house right now? Yep, we're building, with a lot of help from my old man, we're building some stairs. Yeah, and it's just, there's so much to it, including the math calculations, the getting the angle right with the trammel points and the carpenter's square. The what points? Trammel. 
Trimmel points. What are those? The brass items that were on the square in the shop today. Okay. Okay. They they have a little screw with a thumb, like a thumb screw or a, a thumb bolt. Right. So these are removable markers that you attach to an L. Yeah. Right to a to L square. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it right. allows you to replicate the same rise and run. Gotcha. On. So those those little markers push up against the edge of the string. Yes, exactly. And then you can draw. And then the you other draw side. the other side. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. And if your stair tread happens to be two inches thick, it's really easy because that you know one side of that square is two inches. Gotcha. So you can just mark Convenient. the top and the bottom of them. Yeah. Nice. Works good. There's just a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. We're not even. I don't know how many hours. We probably got twenty. Twenty hours. Twenty five hours. hours. And it's still just two stringers. It's, yeah sitting there we of course we brought them out to the house and test fit them right before we cut out the spots that the treads go but just because these are big stringers that i had custom milled and dried and i didn't want to screw them up if you don't mind me asking what do those go for oh they're, boy they're three by ten they're three by twelve 18 feet long i don't know they're like two they're like 150 bucks a piece or something right. so to compare that to uh, uh an eight by eight beam uh, the beams go for 550 a foot, uh, a lineal foot, up to a certain length, and then it gets more expensive after that. If you want oh. a beam that is 30 feet long, for example, they're going to have to custom select the tree to, yes, to make that right. beam from. Right, right. Um, so these are a little bit more expensive than that, just for the stringers for your stairs. Yeah, 525 yeah, I, a foot I, times I, 18 is about 100. And that's probably accurate. They're probably around 100 bucks a piece. Still a lot. And then they got to be dried. That's green. Uh, I didn't pay it. I, well, I did. I tossed the guy a couple hundred bucks for the drying. But um, Right, that usually doubles the price of, of pine. Yeah, of pine. Yep. And especially when it's long because there's not a lot of people around here anyway that have a kiln long enough to put 18 foot or more stock in. Right, so did the lumberyard dry these in their giant barn kiln or did you have your dude with the shipping container? Yeah, to get the shipping container because Meads won't, Meads, the lumberyard will not dry anything over interesting i think she said 16 feet but i don't remember what exactly yeah, that's their common length i think is yeah. 16 the shipping container guy with the rail car set up dried him which was cool what about that yeah that's a that's a, a service to offer huh yeah well and it's an it's a heck of a service to offer and then not charge me anything for it <laughs> i went to pick the things up and i said frank what do i owe you for the drying of this and he's like oh you guys are good customers i'm not going to charge you anything and I was like, you ran this kiln for like a month. I mean, that's a lot of juice. Well, he, he must have filled it with other wood. <clears throat> yeah, he said he had his some of his stuff in there too. But Just out of curiosity, do these... Uh, they're not airtight. They can't be. What? The, the, the shipping container kiln. It's It was a refrigerator. Otherwise, it was a refrigerator container. Boxcar. Yes. Uh, okay. So it is. But if you put vegetables in a pot with water and put a lid on and turn it on, they're just going to get soggy. Oh, no, it has an exhaust. Okay, okay. It has an intake so and exhaust. It's airtight except for the exhaust and it's intake. A, it's a big dehumidifier. Okay. That's all it is in there is a big dehumidifier. It's not just cooking everything in its own juices. No, no, no. Gotcha. In fact, it doesn't warm it up very much at all. It's like 90 degrees or something. No said. kidding. Um, and that's why things don't just split. Right. Because, because back it when just dehumidifies. There was a time when the w- when the furniture store got a bad shipment of uh, table legs or something, and you had to toss them all in. Um, oh yeah. In the back of a semi. Yeah. And you put the salamanders on them. Right in a box truck, and you crank the heat way up, 
Right. And and you lost a lot of those uh, the table the hickory tabletops because they split. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't do that. It's not an oven. No, it's not an oven. It's fairly low temperature with dehumidifying coils. So it's a it's a refrigerant coil is all it is that cools this metal surface and then it fans blow the air across it and then water condenses and it runs out the bottom. <laughs> Just like a normal dehumidifier you'd have in your basement. And this only is only much larger. Frank. Honestly, I don't even know his last name. Does he run a business or is this just a dude? Uh, oh, yeah. Adirondack Millwork is his business. Okay. In, in Dolgeville, New York. Dolgeville, New York, yeah. Anything. The guy can make. He has this. He has This is we're getting off on a tangent here. That's but, okay, but, you know, a good business to, to patronize. Oh, yeah. He has a mill first. He has a band mill. So they get logs in. He mills them to whatever size he wants on this band mill into lumber, dries them in his kiln, then brings them in his shop, and they lay them out on this, like, roller bed setup. And then a conveyor picks them up and brings them into this machine, this molding-making machine, that has six cutter heads to make any kind of profile molding you can think of. So it comes in one side, rough-milled oak board or whatever board. It comes out the other side, finished molding. Not just unfinished molding. It runs this stuff. It's like a like a drive-through car wash. Yep. It runs this stuff through the cutter heads, and then it has some kind of a vacuum chamber that the things go through, that sucks. I don't know the air out and the stain in or something. Mm-hmm. And they're just they come out the other end finished, like I mean, that, ready to put up. That is what that is what a vacuum chamber would do. You know. That, yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy. I, will he put a top coat on it? Yeah, they're done. No kidding. Yeah, done. What about like sanding? The cutter heads do that? I don't know how that works. Okay. Because they, they must. Because how do you sand molding? It has it, all those yeah. nooks and crannies. Like. Yeah, I don't know if there's special cutter heads that like make it really smooth or what. That's fascinating. Pretty wild. I got to get up there to check this out. Oh, his shop is really cool. Huh. It's an old warehouse. Yeah, it's sweet. In Dolgeville? Dolge. D-O-L-G-E. Yep, Dolgeville, New York. Near Little Falls, west of Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Northwest of Amsterdam. I bet Jimmy knows this guy. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's right down there. Yep. Well, <clears throat> not exactly down there, but close. Amsterdam's what, like 40 minutes from Albany? Wouldn't yeah, it, yeah, that's true. Southwest. Right. Yeah, Frank's a good dude. He makes all kinds of stuff. He makes Adirondack chairs for our store. Oh, nice. That's how I know him. Wooden and, ones? Uh, he started out doing wooden ones, and now he does poly. Yep, poly, lumber. Yeah. That is quite a process. Um, it's crazy. Okay, so you got your stair stringers yeah. dried there. Stair stringers were dried there. Other, also the beams for the ceiling. And you didn't there. say to him, can you can you put a fancy crown molding <sighs> look on the side of these stringers and, and finish them? You know, I'll tell you, I have an appreciation for the tools used to make crown molding. However, I don't have an appreciation for crown molding in a house. Not into the Just the not style. into it. That, that makes sense. But, you know, everybody's <sighs> got their own taste. And yeah, it's not for everyone. Right, no doubt. So... That's I guess that's my stair my stair tangent. Yeah, no, that's a good. Um, and it's pretty cool to get to work with the old man and learn <laughs> these things. You keep saying that he's turning fifty six. He's not that old. I think he's turning fifty nine, isn't he? Oh yeah, I don't know. Seven, sixty three. I don't know. <laughs> not sixty three. No, no, sixty three. He was born in sixty three. Okay, so he's thirteen. He's turning fifty seven. Fifty seven. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> so your dad is helping you. Uh, he's routing out the sockets if you will in each stringer to hold each tread yes 
and then yep. the rise of each step will also be routed in will also be routed in yeah so it'll all be connected it'll look like a big zigzag down the side yep. except wider for the tread mm -hmm. smaller for the ride riser mm -hmm. yeah so he should have that done pretty soon i'm a little hesitant to put these stairs are made out of pine because we're on a budget mm -hmm. um and pine goes with the rest of our trim in our house. But so three inch by twelve inch, that's a beam. Yeah, three inch by twelve inch rough sawn. For the strands. They're yeah. not it's not cl like clear, smooth pine. But anyways, it's gonna look nice. But I'm a little hesitant to put them in while construction is still underway. For denting. Okay. Things getting dropped on them. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure if that's the most wise decision or not. I'll tell you what, Zach Detmore, a uh, guy that I that I have mentioned on the podcast probably five times before. I recently saw in one of his stories, uh, they covered the railings. I saw that also. Of a house with, what, what was it, heat proof? Or, or like, a, like a, a pipe insulation? Yeah, something wild. Like they cut, a, I think it comes with a slit in it actually, so you can wrap it around a pipe. It's this foam insulation and they just slid it over the railings. Uh, or there might have been even some plastic tubing. It was. In, it looked like a whole day's worth of work just masking off these right. railings. But if they're renovating the upstairs of the place and the railing doesn't need to be touched, yeah, that's the way to preserve it. Absolutely, way less work than having to redo the freaking thing. So in lieu of doing that, I suggest we cut a thin strip of cardboard and lay it over your stairs. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a simple solution. Uh, I guess know. the railings don't have to go on, right? Could be just stairs. Right, not until the inspector comes around. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to get those stairs in there. Actually, in researching uh, ideas for your stairs, I caught the bug. And uh, so I was on Pinterest, which, you know, uh, there are some good project ideas and inspiration there sometimes. I was really interested in building a circular staircase that uses bolt-on, single-use single bolt-on stairs that go up and around a tree. You know, I love trees as much as the next guy, but uh, one of these days, one of these summers, I want to plant a tree and then go bolt some stairs onto another existing tree yep. and, and see how that works. But I'm really looking forward to buying a welder and experimenting with the angles so that those would be sturdy. You really only need Easy. one success yeah. story to replicate it and mm -hmm. make it whole. Yeah, you could make a triangular metal bracket and then put wood on the top of it, maybe. Right. Hmm. And then I'm, I have enough trust with... Uh, Fast and master to, to use their temper ties to hold. You know, I think two temper ties is oh, yeah. enough to put a person's weight on. We've talked so much about timber ties, we really should they should send us some free some free crap. That's what I think. Free crap crash crack <laughs> This is not Jim Kramer's mad money, you do not have a uh... That's my new sound bite. <sighs> wow. Yep, I mean I am getting tired. I don't want to fall asleep on you like I did last night. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Any closing thoughts? Um, I look forward to reflecting back on the stair build in two months and talking about things that could have been improved upon and things we will do differently when we build stairs for your bus in the spring. Maybe the bus project hasn't been unveiled yet. I think it may have been, but I also don't think it's going to need stairs. It's a single level. Oh yeah, you're not going to have a loft in there? Uh, it's not It's not that tall. I think the ceiling in a bus is like 6'4". Damn it. And I'm 6'2". The bed will likely be a raised bed, so there might be a step. <laughs> well, that'll be much easier to figure out. Uh, well, and I'll tell you what, I was at the antique shop a few weeks ago or months ago, I don't know, and uh, and they were having dealing days on some old carriage steps, which are these, I think they're cast iron, I think. 
they may be cast steel, I don't know. But it's it's like a sort of a J shape with a big flat pancake on the bottom. And uh, it bolts to the bottom of a carriage and it's, it's perfect for something that's like maybe two feet high off the ground. Mm-hmm. Helps you, helps you uh, bridge that gap. So I think that would be good for getting up into a tall bed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Unless you have bare feet, stepping on that with bare feet could be a little... Could be cold. Cold, a little painful. Maybe. I have to just make the pad a little bigger. Yeah, yeah, a little wooden accent on it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Would work. We talked some time ago about uh, about twisting, forge twisting some balusters for your staircase. Is that still something that you have been considering or did you find ones that are a reasonable price? Uh, You know, that's a big pile of disappointment for me. What I found is that we would spend quite a bit more money to do it ourselves, probably 50% more by the time you take into account powder coating them. Mm. The ones I found are hollow. They are, in fact, hollow. We had some debate on that. Um, and they're twisted in the middle. And they're twisted in the middle. But they are not, they're not flat like a ribbon in the middle. No. So I don't know okay. how that works. They're, they're one, one inch square. Yep. Something like that. Hollow. One inch but square. Hollow. And I don't really like the idea, but I mean, the railings for this thing are going to be expensive enough, and I don't really want right. to spend more money to take more time to do it just for the sake of doing it as much as I would like to. Well, you know what I think what we do is we get one solid one, we toss it in the forge, we twist it, we stamp your initials in the year. Mm-hmm. Could do that. And then the rest are, you know, the, the store-bought ones. Yep. Or, uh, you know, something like that. Are your, are your like, initials in the, in the slab anywhere? No, actually they're not. No? That's too late now. It is too late now. Why did we not do that? Because you're putting the floor in. In the garage, though, we could have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Devney and I should have both done it. Well, now's Ugh. the time you get out that wet saw. Yeah. Boy, this is just a big pile of disappointment. <laughs> this whole thing. I believe last episode, or like episode nine, you accused me of calling everything a big downhill or something like that. Um, <laughs> accused is, is a strong word, my friend. Okay, uh, casually, aggressively mentioned. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this has been Stairs with Brendan. Stairs Bill and Maine. Railings. Stairs, Railings. And more. Friendship. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope that we get. We'd like to put our phone number out there for anybody that wants to call in. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. Uh, if you go into your iTunes uh, podcast app, actually, or Anchor.fm um, slash whatever Burn Built, search for Burn Built, Burn Built Made. Uh, there is a link. You hit that link and you can leave us a voice message. And you know what? I would love nothing more than to promote your brand, unless you're Walmart. But I would love I would love to promote your brand. I would love to get whatever message you have. If you have thoughts, if you have um, anything uh, really, um, uh, like a, a personal mantra or like a, a, a philosophy that you live by, I wanted to talk about it, and I want I want to uh, uh, tear it apart on Burn Built Maine. <laughs> All I can say is that I hope Donald Trump leaves you a message. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> how about? Uh, I'm at a loss for words, man. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Over here, we like to tear walls down between people. You know, we want to we want to build that relationship. You like to care for your fellow man and care about the economy and good jobs. Or about the environment, so there is an economy. You know? Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. We found middle ground in preserving some nature. Mm-hmm. Recycle your cans. Get your five cents back. Interesting thing. Maybe a topic for next time. Mm-hmm. Reusable bags. Ah, we discussed this at lunch today. We got to talk about reusable bags because New York State, uh, we're done. We're done with plastic bags. 
with with single-use plastic bags here. With them being required or with them being allowed? With them being with them being offered in grocery stores. They will no longer be at the end of every checkout. You'll have to bring your own. As of when? Uh, it's like August, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we've got the, the upstate New York perspective on it. Uh, Vermont, probably not far behind, but I know that Burlington, or is it Williston, uh, one of these smaller towns uh, in particular is, is doing away with plastic bags. Uh, pretty much ASAP. My initial response is, oh God, but I think it's a good idea. I just don't look forward to having to remember to bring bags with me because that's going to be difficult to train uh, myself. To yeah, do that. yeah. Spoiler spoiler from Patrick's perspective is it should just be a freaking library system. You bring them back, you drop them there when they're empty. You get a small refund, like tin cans. We've been doing this for a very long time with bottle returns. True. Maybe it's 50 cents. It could be a buck. I'd pay a buck a bag if I knew I could bring them back and get my $3 back. That's true. If, if you shop in the same grocery store, maybe less than, maybe 25 cents. No, it doesn't matter the grocery store. Just like tin cans, you can bring the freaking things back anywhere. Yes, that's true. That's a good idea. Or you can carry them with you, and you have paid the $3 for your three bags. Right. And they're yours now. Right, and if you, you don't, don't want anyone else's nasty bags. Right. Right, this is all a good idea. Since our lawmaker, or our, uh, our audience does consist of high-level government officials, probably. Sure. Um, Cuomo. Yeah, right, somebody listen <laughs> Phil to Phil Scott, us. get out here. Cuomo, do something good for once. Bernie, please. <laughs> any, of, any of them. Anyways, we better wrap this up because i got to go to bed. Yep, Jeremy's falling asleep in his seltzer here. And, and, uh, <laughs> and we're looking at 37 minutes. All right. <clears throat> Happy 2020, y'all. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Bumper music provided by Ample Tunes. Thank you for listening. Um, Let's not get political here. I hope Donald Trump leaves you a message. (laughs) Oh, man. High-level government officials. Oh, God. Donald Trump. Let's not get political here. Oh man. Right, somebody listen. Bill Scott. Oh man. Cuomo, do something good for once. Uh, Let's not get political here. Oh man. Oh god. Oh man. Oh god. Let's not get political here. We were going for no editing on this episode, Patrick. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, well, you know, you know, never want to start a fire in there. Thank you for listening. Thank you.